This is Let's Talk Business with your hosts, Mark Ebinger and Heather Bain. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, the show that highlights and promotes entrepreneurs to learn more about their vision, goals, and marketing strategy. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk about creating the right attitude that you need to be a successful entrepreneur. Notice how I emphasize the word successful. In studio with us today is Sishman Rimson, also known as Coach Sish, a successful entrepreneur and the author of Defining Moments. Sishman, welcome to the show. Happy to be here, sir. Thank you. Awesome. I'm your host, Mark Evinger, the owner of Krukus Virtual Staffing, a company that specializes in hiring skilled virtual assistants from outside the United States. And I am your co-host, Heather Baim, a certified business trainer and coach who focuses on giving businesses the clarity they need to make confident decisions. And my name is Howie Nestel. I own Sharkmatic Advertising, a cool little ad agency serious about big results, helping entrepreneurs for the last 30 years grow their influence through marketing. And I am happy to co-host with the two of you. Yeah, it's good to have you in here. I'm, this is going to be the new format starting in March, where we're going to have two co-hosts, a host, and then we're going to have a guest. Uh, mm. You know, and, and that way we can dig deeper into you know the guest on that. I'm really looking forward to it. Nice. Quick reminder for uh, our listeners that you guys can follow the Let's Talk Business podcast on all major podcast platforms, as well as social media, which is really where I focus. Is uh, the big six on platforms, including YouTube and YouTube Shorts. Uh, you can get to everything by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. Now, if you're going to be in the San Antonio area on Thursday, May 16th, be sure to join us at the next Let's Talk Business Mega Business Mixer. That's a lot of business, and it's definitely mega. Uh, we had a great time at the last one. We're expecting between 150 and 200 local business owners and entrepreneurs on site to mix, mingle, and connect with each other to do more business. Heather, you were at the last one. I know you were very engaging. How did you like it? I am so engaging. It was great. I mean, we definitely had a good crowd, a good mix of industries, too. It wasn't all just like a collection of one industry and a few stragglers here and there. It was really a community coming together and connecting. And I know people got good meetups and meetings scheduled from it. So yeah. is that the new name, Mega Mixer? I yes, like it. I'm going to change it to Mega Mixer because that's what it is. It's a mixer is 50 to 75. You know what I mean? Well, this we is... only wanted 100 people there for the first <laughs> Yeah, one. we were we going to limit it and be like, this is, you know. Yeah, we ended up elite. selling 179 tickets and raising $1,790 for the Children's Rehabilitation mm -hmm. Institute, CritUSA.org. Nice. And that was a, an idea that came from the co-host. Well, if we're going to charge people, we may as well donate the money to charity. Yeah, so we, we do well in business and we do going. good in community. Yeah. yeah, and the next one's going to be Discovery Camps, which, uh, Howie, I know you've got a special tie-in on. Tell us about that one real quick. Yeah, so Discovery Camps, discoverycamps.org, is a camp for kids battling cancer. It's been around for 40 years. It's here local. And because the camp has done so well for so many kids who go to the sleepaway summer camp experience every summer, we decided that because there are kids that can't make it to the camp because of their oncology treatments, and we bring the camp experience to them. So now we go to all the local children's hospitals multiple times a year, and we bring the camp to the kids. Yeah, and we awesome. had we had the owner uh, of the uh, is that is that CEO the, right the CEO mm -hmm. here on the podcast as well. It's a great yeah. organization. Jennifer Cavazos. Yeah, oh. one of great. the things I love about what Howie brings to the table is connecting us with ch uh, nonprofits that are legit yeah. nonprofits. You know what I mean? Uh, they're very careful with their books and their mission. So we appreciate that. 
Howie. All right. So if you are interested in attending this mixer and really supporting not only the nonprofit, but also supporting yourself and your business and other entrepreneurs, then uh, make sure you go over to the website at satalkradio.com. Pick up your tickets, buy a couple, invite your friends, come and have a good time. We're going to be providing the drinks and the food. I love a mixer where you can go, have a great time, make some connections, and have a frozen margarita without having to pay for it. Yeah. Well, honestly, the ticket pays for itself in the frozen margaritas because you're going to spend minimum seven bucks anywhere. Yeah, buying a margarita. Now it's more like fourteen. Now it's more like twelve, fourteen, depending on the area of town you're in. So you know, ten dollar ticket. We don't have the fancy glass. Get two margaritas. Boom, pays for itself. Sounds like it's basically free. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be there. Well, and I'm the MC, so it's bound to be a good time. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so so we pay people to show up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? All right. So uh, anyway, Sishman Rimson, uh, excited to have you on the show. I know my team found you on online, and um, we've done some digging on you. Love what you what you're doing out there. Yes, sir. Um, so thank you. You're the author of the book Defining Moments, CEO of a multi million dollar company, and of course a public speaker. Um, tell me a little bit about your background and we'll, we'll visit some of these other things as well, but tell me how you go from maybe the employee world or whatever you're doing before to owning your own security company and then the rest of it. You sure. about 90 seconds of that. Sure, sure, sure. Mark, Heather, how we thank you guys for having me first and foremost. Um, I feel privileged, uh, anytime I get to come and talk and tell a little bit about my story. So, um, man, I come from humble beginnings, uh, Gary, Indiana, born and raised, uh, 79, I was 79, baby, and I uh, was raised during the 80s. And so uh, tough times, you know, if you, you know, if you know anything about Gary, Indiana in that, in that era, of course, 80s, uh, the ghettos, uh, crack epidemic, all that type of stuff. So Lots it wasn't of murders. A, yep, yep, yep. So it wasn't a, a, a fun time. But uh, what, what saved my life, I tell everybody, man, uh, I had a daughter uh, at 21, and um, I never felt the weight of responsibility of another person in my life. And uh, within a week, I joined the Air Force when she came. And that changed my life. It took me out from what I knew into a brand new element. I'd never been outside of Indiana in my life. They brought me to San Antonio, Texas 23 years ago, uh, November this year. Mm. And so that's really what changed my life, Mark, and opened my life up to this whole other world out from what of my little confine, you know. And so the Air Force, uh, oh, my God. What can I tell you about the Air Force? You know, I learned <laughs> disciplined. I learned camaraderie. I learned patriotism. Um, I learned uh, that there's a mission out that's bigger than Sishman and what he's going through. And that was the, really the starting point of the evolution of what you see today in my life and my business. And so, yeah, that's the starting point. And from the military, um, I just became a man of action and uh, a risk taker and um that's how I got into business, and I guess we'll talk about that in a little bit. But so yeah, let's start there. So and then uh, once we get started, I know Heather, she's got so questions queued up for you as well. But sure. so uh, you were an employee at a security company before, right? Decided something, and yeah. then ended up going into your own. So take it from there. Sure. So I was uh, getting out of the military. It, the easiest thing for me to do at the time, my commander and him thought I was crazy. I had six kids. When I got out of the military and I was an E4, right? So I was making about $1,100 a month back, in, uh, back then. And so, um, but uh, I prayed about it and I, I, I couldn't see myself leaving uh, my wife and my children, you know, 
overseas and, and leaving her there with all those kids. We had a single daughter. Um, and then a year and a half later, we had triplet sons. Um, two years later, we had twin daughters. And so within three years, I had six kids. And so leaving her and going overseas was not an option. So I got out of the military. I took a job as a security guard on base at Randolph Air Force Base. I uh, went and got my uh, certification to carry a weapon. Uh, they were paying 17 bucks an hour back then, which was enough for me, I felt, to take care of my family, right? Uh, so I got out of the military. Uh, we were able to transition right into that job. And I was doing that job for about <clears throat> a year and a half. I got a call from a company in Michigan, Corporate Security Solutions. This is doing Hurricane Gustav that hit the mm -hmm. Houston area. And they called and they said, look, we found your, your resume online. We see that you're armed. Uh, we want to know if you want to come and work contract for FEMA. No, sir, I have a job. I make 17 bucks an hour. I'm a GS4. I think I was. I said, I'm good. They said, well, we're paying 2000 a week. <laughs> I said, you don't have to say anything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Said, why didn't you say it was in Houston? <laughs> of course I'll go. <laughs> they said, it's temporary, uh, but you could be working up to 15 weeks. Um, I took a leave of absence, and I went and did that, that work. I uh, showed up, man. Shoes shine. I'm fresh out of the military, right? Uniform looking good. I'm just happy to be able to take care of my family. 2000 a week. Mm -hmm. Of course, I was working seven days. It was the overtime. It was 12 hours a day, seven days a week. Every day, Mark, this gentleman uh, was coming in. You know, he didn't look any special. He was an older white gentleman. His name was Tom. Every morning, I'd get there at 530. My shift was 6A to 6B. Tom get there. He smoked his cigarette. And we'd have a conversation. I didn't know anything about Tom. Two weeks in, I get a call from the company that hired me in Michigan, uh, Andy Schaefer, the CFO. Um, and he said, uh, is this Mr. Rimson? Uh, I said, yes, sir. He said, well, this is Andy. Uh, you work for us. Okay, I, I know who you are. I looked online. He said, dude, what are you doing out there? <laughs> I said, I'm, I'm working. I'm doing, you know, I'm doing my job. He said, well, do you know who Tom is? I said, Tom. He said, you see him every morning. He just shot me an email about you. I said, oh, yeah, Tom. I talked to Tom. That's my guy. I talked to him every morning. He said, well, Tom isn't just your guy. He's the head of FEMA security, director wow. of FEMA security oh, wow. across the nation. And he's falling in love with you. I said, really? Well, he wants you to be the supervisor out there. I said, Andy, I've never led any. I've never, I said, I got out of the I, I don't know how to lead people. And he said, well, Sishman, whatever you're doing, all 14 of those guys out there, they need to do too. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, you know, oh, well, I'll give you this much extra a week. I said, well, sign me up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Why didn't you say it was a supervisor <laughs> position? So I'm thinking, why don't you lead with that next time? Yeah. Right. Start leading with the money, and right. then I'll just say My yes. My first <laughs> opportunity to lead, and I went in it like this. I pulled all the guys in. I said, look, guys, I don't have a big head. My uniform looks like this. These people like it. We're all getting paid a, a buttload of money to do this. Clean up. If you want to get paid, you want to take care of your families. I don't want to have to, you know, let's just, let's make this money, guys. And they listened to me. And that was my first uh, leading any type of, you know, and we did so well. I lost none of those guys in the 15 weeks we were there. FEMA loved us. I'm pretty sure they gave more business to CSS. But at the end of the 15 weeks, it was done. I was going to go back to my job. I got a call from those guys and they said, hey, uh, Sishman, uh, we went for a contract in San Antonio. I know that's where you're from. We just said, hell, you know, let's go for it. See if we can win it. He said, are you familiar with the San Antonio water system? I was like, uh, 
right. Yeah, that's yeah, what I pay, pay them every month. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, we won that contract. And uh, we want to know if you want to come work for us full time. I'm like, ah, I'd rather go back on base because the benefits are better working for the government. Um, I don't want to be a guard in the civilian. And he said, I'm not asking you to be a guard. And I said, what are, you, what are you asking me, Andy? He said, we need a GM in that area. He said, I want you to run it. I still get teary-eyed thinking about it because I didn't ask for any of this, Mark. I didn't set myself up. I didn't have a degree at the time. I wasn't looking. I was just looking to take care of my family. Sishma, would you say that you, you got, get teary-eyed because somebody believed in you more than you believed in yourself you, at that time? Sir. I didn't even know I could do this, Howie. I didn't know it. And uh, that's exactly what I said to Andy. So, well, hang, so you're not knowing it, but you're showing it. Yes. That's the deal. And that's yeah. where people... We really connect to that because people will talk about what they can do all day. Yeah. But you were just showing up and doing it. Yeah. And and people. Well, did you catch that he his shift started at six and he showed up at five thirty? Yeah. Yes. Who does that these days? And not, actually not, dress not for the job you want. <laughs> Definitely not, not, not me. Not <laughs> me. You pay me two thousand dollars. Yeah. You, know you, I mean? you dressed like you were <laughs> yeah. getting paid two thousand right. dollars a week. I'm and... gonna show up. You know. Right. And when I told Andy, I, I said, Andy, I don't know if I could. I, how many people? He said, Well, it's sixty guards for this contract alone. I said, Andy, he said, Sishman, you can do this. He said, you did that down there without us. I said, yeah, man, I'll take it. He said, I figured you say that. He said, I got your flight. You're coming to Grand Rapids tomorrow. Call your wife and tell you you're going to be here for about three weeks, and we're going to put you in a crash course. I love those guys at CSS, still connected to them to this day, uh, because they flew me down there, guys, and they gave me a crash course I'm so unpolished. I've been in the military, so I'm a little disciplined. I'm not the guy straight from Gary, Indiana anymore, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, I, w I didn't have the confidence. Um, not that it mattered, but when I walked in that office, I was the only black man in the office, right? And in my brain, that mattered, <laughs> right? I don't know why. I felt um, I had this inferiority complex uh, that, that I wasn't good enough. Um, and so uh, they instantly felt it. They pulled me out of the room. The uh, owner pulled me out of the room, and he said, Sishman, look at me. He said, you can do this. He said, you would not be here if I didn't believe you can do this. And he said, you got it? And I had to take his word because I didn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to believe in someone else's belief in me, Howie, before I believed in myself. Does that make sense? It does. And um, they did. They put me through a crash course. I didn't know what direct labor percentages. I, did, I had no clue what that. I did, had no clue what overhead <laughs> was. Yeah. I didn't know what managing by the number. I didn't know any of that. And so uh, they put me through a crash course. I was still, I felt still not, you know, um, up for the job. But they sent me home. They sent a team with me that was with me for a few weeks. And, man, I worked my butt off, brother. I was at work every day. They gave me a starting. My, my salary was 50K. I'll never forget. 50K was my salary. That's all I thought to ask for. I wouldn't dare ask for more because they're giving me this. They're giving me this, right? I'm not going to. I wouldn't dare ask them for, mm -hmm. for more money. I'll just take this 50K. And I did. I stayed at 50K for almost uh, two and a half years, which is another lesson. Uh, you got to mm -hmm. know your worth, right? Uh, because sometime in business, people will, you know, they'll give you what you take, right? So anyway. I did that, man. Uh, we came back, and, man, I was just so happy to, to have a job and be a professional. I think I brought a briefcase. I didn't have anything in it, you know, just walking around like I was some, some, the guy with my chest stuck out, you know, like I made it. Uh, but it was so fun doing those. You know, we hired. We got that up and running, man. 
Um, they taught me how to sell security. I felt like I found my niche. I fell in love with the security industry. Paramilitary, um, same structure, uniform. Uh, I worked with people. That's my calling. Uh, is people, encouraging and inspiring people. And I got to do that on a daily basis. And um, in the first year, um, we grew that market 176%. I went out and started getting contracts. I found something that I knew about. I learned the security industry. I knew what you had to do per the law. And uh, I became very good at winning contracts. And so I uh, became a hot commodity uh, within the company. And I didn't realize, man, until uh, maybe a year and a half, two years later, that I was severely underpaid. Uh, one of my friends asked me, dude, you got to be making six figures now. And I said, no, man. I'm, you know, well, Especially if you're making rain, if you're bringing in business. Oh, yeah, if business. you're bringing in yeah. new business. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, in this world, you don't uh, get what you deserve. You get what you, get what you, you are know, and what you're willing to tolerate. <laughs> so if you're willing to tolerate that, that's what you end up with. Absolutely. My first lesson I learned, and I teach it to people all the time, you only get one shot to make a first impression. If I had made that impression on time, I would not have gotten the opportunity to be with sauce. Mm -hmm. Second thing is, uh, it's never personal, it's a business. And I learned that because if I would not have asked and talked to my friend, I was scared when my friend said, Sishman, you have got to ask them for more money. And I said, you will mm -hmm. not. I will not ask them for more money. They're going to kick me out of here, man. They gave me this. And he said, dude, do you realize yeah, gonna, what you've you, done? You start telling yourself that I'm going to seem ungrateful. Yes. And that, you know. Yes. All of those things, Howie, is what I was telling myself. Yeah. But sometimes your boss is like, oh, my, you're out of, out of mind. You know, you're doing a great yep. job. You're happy with what you're getting paid. Right. And then you don't say. But if you go up to somebody and you're making rain and they're like, hey, listen, I brought in $1.8 mm -hmm. I'm getting paid 50 <laughs> I did a little salary.com research. <laughs> I should be... <laughs> I should be at 120. <laughs> yeah. What do you think if we step it up and and go to 90? Yeah. I'm not saying 120 and then give me some incentive to go. But you don't know what you don't know. Well, That's no, the how thing. did they know. react once you got your courage up and asked? So them. crazy. Uh, Heather, he wrote the letter for me, the, uh, oh, the request, because <laughs> I couldn't do it myself. I'm shaking. I was like, man, and, and he said, I'm about to press send. I said, John, I'm about to lose my job, dude. <laughs> what are you doing, man? And he hits in, I kid you not, 15 minutes later, they came back with an increase to my salary. And he came back with an increase in my salary. I can't think, I think he took me to 73 or 83, something like that, but just that fast. And, I, and it hit me like, dude, you, you don't have because you didn't open your mouth. Now, did you go buy him lunch at least? Or? I did. Yeah. He's included in the book. 30K. <laughs> so so you, go, well, you tell your wife. Oh, man. I um, want to hear that. Yeah, you know, at that, you know, at, you got to remember, both of us had the same mindset. She was scared for me to send it as well, right? Uh, but when I told her what happened, I think we both just, I think we prayed and just, just thank God um, for my friend because we never would have done that, right? And then we started to realize, Mark, wait a minute, these guys have never come here to even check on me. I must be doing. A great job. Yeah, no news yeah. is good news sometimes. No news is good news. I'm, so wait a minute. It's some value here right. in Sishman, right? I got a little weight. I'm carrying mm -hmm. a little weight here. Uh, and I, I, I slowly and surely started to, to realize my worth, my work ethic, my attitude that I brought. I wasn't a problem, but I was a valued asset to the company. So right? how so do you go from, okay, you see this in yourself. You saw the deficiency in yourself. Sure. You got help. Yeah. And 
how does that lead to where you're at now? Yeah. So uh, one one day Andy showed up. Um, this is two thousand and it's two thousand and eleven, I believe. Andy shows up to the office. They never come here to San Antonio. They didn't have to. Uh, we closed the office at five. Andy showed up at like four thirty at my office. I had let the staff go, and by this time I'm rocking and rolling, man. I mean, he shows up. I'm like, Andy, what what are you doing here, man? You know, I would have got some fruit or something, you know, yeah. you know. I would have kept could, the employees in the office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? He didn't smile. And it sounds, I could tell his demeanor or something was wrong. I know I was kicking butt, so I knew it wasn't anything. And he's like, let's go to your office. And I said, okay, go to the office. I sit down. He said, I'm going to cut straight to the chase, Sish. He said, I got good news and bad news. What do you want first? I said, hit me with the bad news. He said, um, we've sold the company. <laughs> he said they picked up all of your guards. At the time it was 112, I think, guards or something like that. He said, we picked up all of your guards, but they're not going to pick up your, your position or your contract. And I'm looking, I'm like, uh, so what is that? You know, I won't have a job, Andy. He says at 5 o'clock, everything is final. And he says, Sishma, you will not have a job. Brutal. Well, at least he came wait, wait. in person, in person. Right. to do that, and he probably had to keep it. I surely wasn't thinking that then, but yeah. But yeah yes. He probably had to keep it tight, he, right? I didn't. That's why I said the second lesson I learned, Mark, was it's not personal. Right, it's business. It's business. Yeah. I didn't understand it. I was, I, I'm not going to lie, man, a tear. How could you do this to me? You know, I, it was a, I felt because such you take it personally. emotional connection. Right. This is my first, you know, and I said, well, Andy, What's the good news? What the hell's the good news? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What's the good news? Hope it's a massive you got me on pins and needles here. <laughs> and he said, well, um, they're going to pick up all your guys. And he said, we're not just going to, you know, you're going to have a severance. You know, and he basically told me, Sishman, cheer up. You know, he said, because it's not personal. It's business. He said, we've been discussing this merger for some time. He said, Sishman, but you're the face here. If I'd have told you that, and you to jump ship, and now all the guards. He said that could have disrupted the. Absolutely. He said it's not personal. It's business. He said, but I am totally confident that you can get out here, Sishman, and whatever you put your mind to, you can do. At the time, I didn't want to hear that. You know, I didn't receive yeah. it. But looking back now, as a business owner, I thank God for those guys, man. I thank God for the lessons I learned at CSS, and I was only there for two and a half, three years. But it really catapulted, you know, I couldn't see it, but everything I do today, and I've worked for other companies, CSS really set the foundation for. And I owe a lot to Andy Schaefer and Christopher Frayne and his wife, Jamie Frayne. Uh, I love those people and the greatest lessons. And they took care of us. They really did. The severance pay was great. You know, they paid me for five months, I think. Uh, and I was able to double dip. I did get another job. I got a job, a local company. Mark came and picked me up. Um, nowhere near as um, uh, structured as CSS. They didn't have an employee manual, but I took that job because I felt it was a challenge. They couldn't pay me what I was making there. That's fine. Um, but I was with him for six years, Willie Ning and Blue Armor Security Services. So mm. Willie Ning, yeah. he and I went to the same police academy sure. right, back in 1993. Yeah. Uh, so we're at a 93A we we did we just had our thirty year anniversary, but I know Willie very very well. Wow, yeah, so, yeah, Blue so, Armor Security. So Willie gave me a shot, and here's a full circle moment. And Willie will probably laugh when he hears this. 
I had to hire with the Saul's contract. I had to hire a minority owned company as a sub. Mm. I interviewed several. The last interview was this guy named Willie Ning and his company, Blue Armor Security. Mm. I hired him as my sub for the Saul's contract. That's how I got to know Willie, right? You never know who you're going to meet going up and coming down, right? Absolutely. And so when that happened, Willie called and said, let's go to lunch. He was my sub. And he was like, dude, I'm still with SAPD. I'm turning down contracts because I can't can't do both and run it. Mm -hmm. He said, "Um, but I believe with you on board, we can... And that's what Willie and I did. I came on board. I was with Willie for six years, and we won practically every major contract in the city. That's fantastic. So, in the state. Yeah, Willie's a, a great question. guy, by the way. He he ran for a sheriff, too. He mm-hmm. did. Years ago. He did. Yeah. Well, I, I thank God for, for those three people. And I learned a lot from CSS, but I learned the practical application with Blue Armor. We, <laughs> we helped put systems in place mm-hmm. at Blue Armor. Blue Armor taught me that I can run a business. CSS kind of gave me the confidence, but Blue Armor let me know for sure that I could run a business. And for every entrepreneur listening to this show, make note because you're going to learn stuff on the way up, on the way down, on the way sideways that somehow is going to fit together in your jigsaw puzzle of success. Yes, sir. And if you're just there to punch the clock and not pay attention and not drink the Kool-Aid, you're going to miss the lesson. Then you're going to find yourself... My age, broke, toothless, riding a bicycle, <laughs> going and working at a convenience store. So what is I there... think is interesting, though, um, yeah, and I, I definitely want to get to that, but um, one quick thing can I ask? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you did not grow up wanting to be an entrepreneur because we find a lot of entrepreneurs that are like, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And mm-hmm. this is what I find interesting because it's like I'm selling candy bars at the high school, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I was not that. <laughs> Howie was definitely. Jewish kids selling, <laughs> selling Christmas cards. Selling in Christmas cards in Laredo. <laughs> Right. But I wasn't like that. And it doesn't seem like you were either. You didn't grow up thinking, man, I want to own my own company. So when did that mindset shift? You worked for other people for almost a decade. Sure. Before going out on your own. So when did that shift of I I can I'm going to do this on my own. I'm going to take that risk. Right. And when did you shift from going from being an employee to an entrepreneur? Sure. You think about it, Heather. We are taught all through public school, really, mm-hmm. you're taught to become the best employee. Yep. Um, it's the Ford model. Th- th- yes. It's really what you're taught. And so unless you can see it, like Greg Cardone's, you know, like yeah. you were talking <laughs> earlier, right? Like his child, unless you see it on a daily basis. And I certainly didn't see it. Mm-hmm. So I had no. You don't even think about it. Ambition at all to be an entrepreneur, right? Um, but I believe in doing things, doing right things, Sometimes your purpose is revealed as you go, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, it wasn't until really, I, I didn't even see it at CSS, but it was really working for Willie. Uh, Willie and I had a great relationship, and he, uh, I thank God for Willie because he allowed me in, and, and Blue Armor was his baby. <laughs> that was his baby, and Willie allowed me. He gave me a small piece, uh, and he allowed me to run that business, and it increased my confidence tremendously because Willie is everybody know Willie's a statesman. He had, he had other ambitions. He was running his business, but I think me being there allowed him to pursue some of the things that he wanted to pursue. And in him pursuing those things, I was running the business Mm -hmm. literally every aspect of it from, from the guards to payroll to HR to, to I was running it startups. 
And so it, you know, at six years with Willie, I hit a ceiling and I began to ask myself, why can't I do this for myself? It, it was a faint question at first, but as I, you know, became disgruntled with some of the things and how things were running and it's not my company, I can't make the changes. Mm -hmm. I started to just more and more ask myself, why can't I do this myself? And it got louder and it got louder and it got louder. And then uh, I hit a ceiling. And so the smallest things began to aggravate me. And it kind of, I was, I felt myself being pushed out um, from my own um, recognition, really, that I can do this myself. And so um, I left Willie in 2015, 16. Um, and our relationships kind of, it wasn't the greatest when I, when I left. We've since repaired that relationship and we have mutual respect for one another. I respect Willie so much and what he's accomplished, especially when he went through his, his scare, his health scare. Um, and then my dad died of cancer and Willie was there for me when my dad died of cancer because he went through it and that kind of re, you know, re, um, it kind of got our relationship back on track. But um, I jumped out, guys, in 2016 and I just thought that everything was going to go well and I couldn't get a contract to save my life. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, Heather, that was a great question. And when you listen to unwilling entrepreneurs become entrepreneurs, that's what it is. When you invited me to speak to your chamber group, you know, I was saying the people that want to start a business that are becoming entrepreneurs to make more money and have more time usually are the ones that don't succeed. But mm -hmm. the ones that see a problem and a challenge that they can fix the way they want to approach it. Yes, sir. And it's not really about money and it's not really about more time. Yes, sir. Are the ones that usually persevere. End up getting it. Yes, sir. Well, it sounds like a big problem not getting contracts. It, it was huge. <laughs> and I love what Howie said, Howie. Uh, it has never been about money mm -hmm. with me. I just, I've never wanted to make, I, I just believe that that God will supply all my needs. I really, really believe that, man. And he has. You can't have triplets and not be a man of faith. Yes. <laughs> it's impossible. You can't. I have three kids, and they're not <laughs> oh, triplets. So and I'm like, oh. I think that's called over-delivery. <laughs> yeah, over right. you know I mean? I'm just trying to have a kid here, and now we got three coming in. <laughs> yeah. right, yes. He's got a total of six. And I, I felt like a failure, guys. I'm going to all these different uh, places and, and you know I, I you know I have a non compete so I can't go after any of the mm -hmm. the stuff that, that Willie had so I'm but I'm like I know this I've won contracts before nobody would give me a chance so 2016 2017 I've I've, I've, I've depleted all my savings now I'm looking at my kids you know my wife's looking at me like brother what you know what you doing you know and so I had to take a job uh, 2017 still no contracts I took a job I worked at the VA um, as a logistics guy, making like 30 grand. Um, that's gotta be humbling, humbling because oh. nobody from the security industry would touch me. Right. I tried to get back in and nobody would, uh, I kind of, I felt like I was blackballed oh, a little wow. bit. Um, did the VA thing, uh, got a better job at USAA, went from 30 to 37, uh, <laughs> at USAA, uh, answer the, on the phone, selling, uh, the insurance or taking care of the insurance. Mm -hmm. And so uh, went to church one day. It was uh, we were in 2018. This was about uh, uh, October 2018. And uh, the preacher 
his message was, uh, I like how he said it. He said, this is my soil. That was, that was the title of the message. This is my soil. And what he talked about how, you know, you have to get your hands dirty. You got to till the ground. Sometimes you got to get on your knees and dig. You got to, if you want mm. the soil to produce mm. fruit, Love that. you've got to get down there and you got to get messy. And it, it struck a chord in me. And I told my wife, I was like, we had let our licenses expire. I didn't have the money for the insurance. You know, a security company is expensive. You, you mm -hmm. know, insurance, I didn't have it. And so all, everything expired. My name back then was Whole Armor Security Services. That was the name of my company back then. Um, 2018, after that service, um, my wife, uh, at the time I, I went through a divorce and I'm now remarried. Um, and she looks at me and she says, babe, I believe you can do this. She's like, look, we got $2,600 left on our credit card. I know your licenses and insurance is going to cost about two grand. Just do it. And I looked at her, I said, babe, we got $2,600 left. Like, it's more than just licenses. We don't have uniforms. We don't have anything. I lost the name, so I'm going to have to get a new name. And she said, let's, let's do it. And uh, that woman, uh, her belief in me, I uh, went down and, and uh, I had to get a new name. I, I prayed about it. And in my dream, SMR, that's my initials. I was like, man, I can't name my company after. That's kind of, I don't want to do that, right? Sister Marcel Rimson. And it came to me, safety, management, reliability. Mm. It came to me. Uh, I went down. The name was not taken. So I got the name, paid for my insurance, got all my certifications. If you are a business, you need your certifications. That's one thing I, 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 I preach, um, especially if you're a minority-owned business, woman-owned business, you mm -hmm. need those certifications. And so I went and got my license, my insurance, all my certifications, Mark. And I just went to work. I heard God say, be still. And so I went back to work. A month passed. I get a call from a guy named Gabe McCain. He's with a company called Atkins Construction the day before Thanksgiving, November 2018. And Gabe says to me, is this, uh, you know, he's at uh, Country Voice. He says, this is Mr. Rimson. I said, yes, sir. This is, this is Mr. Rimson. I forgot I owned a company. He said, you own SMR Security? I was like, uh, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yes, I do. Oh, yes, yes, I do. I do. Yes, sir. I hung up on the person on my USA. I, I just hung up. And, uh, <laughs> and I went out to the hallway. He says, look, man, and this is a full circle moment, guys. Listen to what he said to me. He said, I just want a contract with Sauce. <laughs> he said, and part of the Sauce contract, which I know because I hired Willie, right, is you've got to give a certain percentage of this contract to a minority-owned mm -hmm. company. God works in mysterious ways. Bro. <laughs> and uh, he says, look, I see that you have your certifications. You're minority-owned, veteran-owned. Your DBE, look that up, entrepreneurs, you need your DBE, your dis disadvantaged business enterprise. You need that certification because companies need it on their, uh, on their role, right? He said, I want to know if you can start tomorrow. I know it's Thanksgiving. I know it's probably going to be expensive. He said, but we have eight sites that we're doing for Saul's locations, and we need two guards. We need a guard at each site. I said, uh, Mr. McCain, I would love the opportunity. I said, but... I'm going to be very honest with you, sir. I don't have employees. <laughs> I don't have money to float payroll. I don't even have uniforms, Mr. McCain. And uh, I'll never forget what he said. He said, all right. He said, Mr. Rimson, I'm going to try this one more time. I have a contract for you. I need your certifications. 
do you want this contract or not, sir? And I said, yes, I do. He said, all right. He said, um, what's the rate going to be? Guys, I shot the highest rate out that I knew he would just be like, oh, no. He said, that's fine. He said, listen, can you start tomorrow? And I was like, yes, I can. He said, this is what I want you to do. Come to my office tomorrow. I'll meet you there. He said, pick up a check for the first two months. He paid me for the first two months before we even worked. That check was about 62 grand, man. Wow. And that would have been everything you need to build the rest of it so out. So ask me how I started my business. I sit here today running a multi-million dollar security company, Mark, because people believed in me before I believed in myself. That check started SMR Security Services. Now, look, we were out there wrong. I can tell it now. Nobody was licensed that was out there. <laughs> we didn't have uniforms. I went and bought fluorescent uh, vests for us to wear. It was all deacons from my church and nice. a couple of my cousins. Yep. Yeah. My wife was out You're there. Like, what if yeah. a bad guy shows up? Just pray. <laughs> just pray <laughs> pray right? that nothing happens. And call we were all out there wrong, but we started that dang on contract. Uh, right. How many people started 100% right anyway? I mean, that's not the... Just go. Yeah. Just start. Well, just, what I love about go. it, though, is I feel like people think that to get into business, you have to have money and this lineup of this pipeline of business, but it's... Six years later. Yeah. It's not 20 years later. That's right. That he has a multi-million dollar security That's business. Right. It's six. That's right. And he went from $2,600 on the credit card. That's not cash. That's right. <laughs> That's right. To multi-million. Yeah. And anybody can do it. It's just that grit. And you found your secret sauce, which is when other people believe in you, you yeah. step up. That's right. That's right. You, you know, you just got to be, I tell, you have to be ready. Like I told you, it's a domino effect. Had I not been in the position, if I didn't have my licenses or my insurance, there's no mm -hmm. way he wouldn't have known about that you. would have come about at all. And so a lot of times it's about making that sacrifice in the beginning, doing what you got to do until you, know, until you can do what you want to do. And, and that's what we did. We got the licenses. We got the certs up and, and God opened the door. Well, yeah. and now you've got Undefeated Minds. Is that yeah. a, a connection to that? So you got, you got about 60 seconds. Yeah. Yes. Tell us about Undefeated absolutely Minds and come back is. on the show. Ab ab <laughs> absolutely. Undefeated Minds. Uh, it absolutely is that. You know, um, I tell people all the time, a made-up mind is undefeated. Period. You make up your mind to do bad. You make up your mind to do good. You make it, It's undefeated. And so from that premise, Heather, absolutely, uh, I made up my mind to um, be an entrepreneur. I'm going to be an entrepreneur even if I don't look like one yet. Right. I'm going to act as if until I am. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. Well, Sishman, you have a level of genuineness that is really not found. It's not common. Mm. So, uh, you know, it's, it's one of the reasons why you've been so blessed and why so many people believe in you. I mean, we just met. We were on one Zoom call and I can I can sense it. And I can feel it. And I know 10,000 people on a first name basis and I don't throw that out very often. Mm. So congrats, you, man. Sir. You you've earned and deserve everything you've gotten. Thank you so much, sir. Well, Sishman, if folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Sure. You can uh, go to imsishman.com. And my name is spelled S as in Sam. I, S as in Sam, H-M-A-N, imsishman.com. And my link uh, tree is there. And you can get all my social media um, connections on imsishman.com. And you can get in contact with me there. And don't forget to plug your book. Yes. Uh, Defining Moments. You can also find... Um, our book, Defining Moments, 
it's 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 literally a book about 15 defining moments in my life that have shaped the person that I am today. Um, oh yes, yeah. some, yeah. <laughs> some of which you talked about already. Some of what I talked absolutely. Yeah. Some of what I talked about is in the book and some more. So. I would love for you. I didn't write this book to gain money or monetary. I wrote this book to inspire people. And so hopefully you get it and, and are inspired by it. All right. Love it. All right. As we wrap up the show, quick reminder to check out our latest podcast and catch video versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. That's going to be it for this one. Great job, everybody. Thank you for having me, sir. We'll see you on the next one. Awesome.